Blog Talk Radio. Well, aloha and welcome to this fine day. It is November 24th, 2010, day before Thanksgiving. And today we're going to discuss rest. My name is Hawaii Psychic Geraldine St. Joseph, and I'm speaking to you today from Philadelphia. That's so, we know that we are supposed to rest on a regular basis. The Bible reiterates this several times in several places, both in, both in the Old and the New Testament. However, in our society today, especially here in America, we seem to forget this. I know so many people <clears throat> who are workaholics who don't know how to relax. It is essential for your well-being, for your spiritual well-being, your mental health, and for your physical well-being to know how to relax and how to rest. One of the issues that we have here, and I can say that I had myself, is that we believe resting is being lazy. We see it as a waste of time. We don't understand the value in that. So we need to look and see what does it mean to rest. And... What did it mean in the Bible and in other holy works where God told us to rest? God created the world in seven days, according to the Bible, and on the seventh day, he rested. God's God. Why would he need to rest? Well, we've discussed several times how you lead by example. An excellent leader will always lead by example. They will not ask you to do something that they are not willing to do themselves. So if you have a church leader who's telling you about the sanctity of marriage, who's been married six or seven times, that's really not a good leader. If you're talking about someone who uh, lies constantly and demands that his people be honest, not a good leader. So you have to lead by example. So God even rested on the seventh day, and they put aside that seventh day as the Sabbath. Now, there's a lot of controversy as to what the Sabbath is, what you're supposed to do, what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do with it. Um, The initial belief was that it is Saturday. Then Christians made it Sunday to differentiate themselves from um, the Jewish faith. In what I've read and what I've studied, it doesn't really matter what day it is you take as long as you take a day, a full day, to devote yourself to rest. And what does that mean? To rest is not only just to to sit around and do nothing, but to rest is also to put faith in. To rest is to refresh. When you close your eyes and you go to sleep, your body is rebuilding itself. You are creating an atmosphere where you can reconnect with your body and your soul, and your soul can reconnect with God. You're checking all your uh, wiring and make sure everything is running properly. When you rest, you're giving your body, mind, and soul an opportunity to open up to see what's going on around you. We often become so hypercritical and so involved in what's going on in our day-to-day lives that we forget to rest. Part of resting is meditating, opening ourselves up to a discussion with our inner selves, with our Lord, with our spirits, however you want to discuss it, whatever face you want to put on it, 
it's something that helps us to become more complete and to always maintain our flow. If you don't take the time to step back from the world and the hustle and the bustle and the rush, you don't even know when you're disconnected. It's very difficult to get to know your physical body, your spiritual body, if you don't disconnect from the hustle bustle of the world. To rest also means to relax into, such as to have trust and faith. Jesus, in Matthew chapter 11, at verse 28 through 30, and I do recommend always reading the whole verse, but he says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, when he says my burden is light, that can be taken several different ways because, as we know, light can be um, weight. Light can also be brightness, uh, guiding, being a light to the world, which is a theme throughout. And basically, his burden or what he's sent to do is to teach people how to be. So when he says take my yoke, he's saying act like me, do my work. Do the same thing. Follow in my footsteps. A lot of people miss that whole thing. Uh, instead, they they become judgmental and they want to use it to be self-righteous over other people, which is the exact opposite of what Jesus was asking us to do. He says he's lowly in heart. You'll find rest for your souls. Um, in Psalms 37, it uh, talks a great deal about not worrying what your neighbor does. Um Rest is being free from worry, free from stress. So back off, back away. Don't worry about what someone else is doing or the way they're they're making their money or the way they're doing things. That is not to say that you don't stand up for what's right, but it's to say that when you're in a position where someone has different ideas than you do and they're doing things a different way, it's not your job to worry about what they're getting and not getting, and what direction they're going in. It's not your job to tell them that they're wrong. And again, we're not talking about big moral things. Um, like obviously, if you have a friend who's talking about um, adultery or, or lying to, to someone or that kind of thing, then you gently guide them in the right direction. What we're talking about is looking across the street, not liking that uh, the doctor across the street works in a clinic where they do abortions and preaching to him every day and worrying all the time about what he's doing and taking energy from what you you should be doing. If you are very staunch in your ideals and you're against what he's doing, then your job is to be a light to the world and show a better way. Not to criticize, not to put down, not to judge, but to show, through example, a better way. If you're worried about that, and yet you do something just as bad in a different arena, then that is not helpful. 
you're not bringing anything to a better light or to a better area. So, you need to be refreshed. And the whole point of having a Sunday service or a Saturday service or a Friday service is the community that you bring there and being somewhere where you're refreshed. Now, here's a good question. When you leave your service, if you go, do you come out feeling energized and refreshed with a plan of what you're going to do to help change things for the better? Do you come out feeling angry and frustrated? Do you come out feeling guilty? Do you come out feeling like less of a person? What do you feel like at the end of that? Are you tired? Do you feel drained? Well, the whole point is to get your spiritual food, is to feel refreshed. That doesn't mean being around a yes person who's going to tell you you're great no matter what and all that kind of thing. But it's about having an action plan to better yourself and to be connected with God and with spirit. Rest is a release from stress. Having faith and knowing that no matter what happens, your greater good will be served. No matter what is going on around you, that God loves you and you can feel that flowing through you. That's the idea of rest. Rest in me. Have faith. If God takes care of the birds and they have enough food, why wouldn't you? And oftentimes, what I see happening is people will complain about um, God's failure to help them thrive when actually it's their own failure to, A, receive the gifts that are being given to them, and B, to change course. They refuse to learn and they keep going into the same pattern over and over and over again, which is not helpful to anyone. Someone who claims that they know God and that they're on this enlightened path and they're so wonderful and everything's going so great, and then you look at their life and you see that it's just a series of tragedy after tragedy, but it's all self-made. It's all bad decisions. It's all following after the flesh instead of following after the spirit. So yes, God will pull you through in times of trouble, but you have to allow that. You have to be open to the gifts that are given. So how do we... If we're not in a church that's uplifting, if if we find ourselves in a church that preaches hate and sin and preaches about how bad we are as people and does not give us the steps we need to take to become more Christ-like, like so many Christian churches or that call themselves Christian churches that don't really follow any of the Christian, the true Christian precepts that don't follow where most of the people are not Christ-like at all and have no idea what that looks like because they're listening to someone else's interpretation of what's being said and what was done instead of investigating and looking at things for themselves, which is a thing that, that Jesus really, really promoted during his lifetime is to question. And he warned about these false prophets and he warned about things becoming the way they are. And not to listen to others, but to follow your spirit. But, of course, those parts of the Bible are skipped by those who thump it. 
And even though the Bible supposedly is the most read book in the world, people really don't read it. They just listen to other people's interpretations of it, and they'll read the phrase like I just read to you, Matthew, instead of reading the whole section and seeing what the whole gist of the thing is. So that's something you really need to be careful about and something where you need to follow spirit and follow Jesus' counsel, not some other person's. And realize that there are things in there that were not there to begin with. And to listen to the voice and the tone as you're reading. And you can see different sections where it suddenly changes. Like, that's not the same person. But be aware of it and be open to how your body is viscerally reacting to this. So rest. Rest is relief from stress. What is rest for you? It's not necessarily just zoning out in front of the television. It could be reading a good book. It could be sitting and playing with your kids for an hour. It can be laying in bed and relaxing for a little bit longer in the mornings instead of just jumping out of bed and starting the yard work. It could be doing the yard work. It could be washing dishes or sweeping the floor. It can be meditating. It can be yoga. It can be anything that pulls you back into your body and back into the flow with God. Now, speaking of this, we're going to do a meditation in order to help center us and bring us into a space where we are more open to listening and to feeling this connection. We're going to open ourselves up so that we can feel the flow through us. Now, is everybody ready? Make sure you're not driving a car if you're going to do this. Take a deep breath and release. Make sure your spine is straight. Your feet should be flat on the floor or you could be laying down. You do what's comfortable for you. Take a deep breath. And release. And with every breath in, imagine a golden white glow Filling your lungs, entering your system, and spreading throughout your body. Take a deep breath and release. With every breath out, we are releasing all anxiety. We're feeling the tension of our bodies. Feel your lids become heavy. Your shoulders relax. Your neck become loose. And take a deep breath. And release. Imagine this soft white glow as it enters your bloodstream. Through the oxygen in your veins, touches every cell, 
every molecule, every atom of your body. Be aware of your body. Feel your blood coursing through your veins. From the top of your scalp to the tips of your toes and the bottom of your feet. Your entire body is relaxing. Relaxing. And you see your body is glowing from within. You see the soft glow pulsate and expand. You feel the warmth of your skin. The air against your face. The energy flowing through you. Feel your solar plexus relax and open. Feel the heat of spirit as it enters you. Cleanses. Balances. And relaxes. Feel your chest open up. Feel the love bubble out. Feel the excitement build your chest and your throat. Reaches your eyes and your face. You cannot help but to laugh. Feel the laughter as it builds in you. Feel the joy as it surrounds you. And the light it encompasses you to cleanse and clear all of your being. And it reaches out past you. And you feel your spirits around you. Your guardian angels embrace you. You feel the love that surrounds you, holds you, is within you. Love is like an energy flowing back and forth through you to the world. Mother Earth embraces you. Father, Son warms you. You feel yourself becoming lighter. You're at ease with who you are and where you are. You see yourself as a child, perfect and whole, happy and wholly connected to the earth, to love, to God. And this child sits within you and grows and is you. The world thanks you for your participation. There are people who are grateful for your being, whether you know it or not. A simple smile can change a life. 
relax. Feel the flow. Take the golden white glow, encompass your head, fills your brain, and touches all your thoughts. Whenever you feel alone, whenever you are questioning, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and know that the light surrounds you, is within you, and flows through you. Feel the vibration of the Christ. Christ's blood flow through you, cleansing and protecting you. Release anything that's left. energy around you flows freely through you. You'll continue to feel the light within and the flow of spirit. We thank our guardians and guides for helping us here. Acknowledge the Christ presence. We feel grateful in our hearts. And in the days to come, with every person we meet, we will feel a sense of love and gratitude, regardless of the situation. And we will enter every situation with love in our hearts and try to remain in the Christ essence and be aware of our physical reactions and our spiritual reactions. And we will see people where they are which will allow them to see us where we are. Take a deep breath and release. Becoming more and more aware of your body. Maintaining this awareness. Full in our body fully awakened, protected from negativity. Seeing the light and all, open your eyes, take a deep breath, and be ready to take on your day.
This is rest. This refreshment. This reconnection with spirit. This is the rest that they talk about. And it's on so many levels. Yes, we need to sleep. Yes, we need to relax. Yes, we need to play. Playing is very important. But not playing where it's competitive. Just to play, to laugh, to recognize ourselves and others. To be able to look at ourselves with love in our eyes. To play. So hopefully we're a little bit more released from stress at this moment. The whole point of rest is to reconnect and to refresh yourself. Your mere being, your mere existence can be refreshing to others. Ask yourself, are you refreshing to others or do they find your presence to be taxing? Are you constantly negative or telling people what big sinners they are and how they're supposed to be? Or are you refreshing like Jesus was refreshing? He would walk into a room and light it up using light in all its many essences and all its various forms. Light it up. Bring light to the subject. Enlightenment. Light it up. Happiness, joy. People would smile. Light it up. Release from stress. Think about it now. Take a moment. Thanksgiving is coming. It's tomorrow. Even if you're listening to this later than that, every day should be Thanksgiving. Every day should be a day for gratitude. Look at what you have instead of what you don't have. Be grateful for the people in your life. Look at the people in your life. Who lights you up? Who brings refreshment to your soul? Whose words of comfort, acknowledgement, encouragement help you to move forward day to day? Who have you found rest in in times of trouble? Have you ever said thank you? Do these people know how important they are? Do you model their behavior so that you could do the same for someone else? And let's look at the flip side. Are you taxing? Are people drained after they've been with you? Do they try to furiously get out of the room when they see you coming? Because they know it's going to be complaints and negativity and pointing out how wrong everybody else is and how right you are? Are you judgmental? Be honest. First and foremost, be honest with yourself. If you're not honest with yourself, you cannot possibly be honest with anyone else. And if you don't like what you see, then change it. That's the whole point. Isn't that why you're on a spiritual journey? 
is to figure those things out, to find your connection with God, to make peace with who you are. Why are you here? And once again, let's look at the people who surround us. Who are those people that you find taxing? What is it about them that is taxing? Who are the people that you avoid? And why? And sometimes it's it's very obvious. You know, somebody who complains constantly or every time you talk to them, they talk about the same thing over and over and over again. They're really not interested in a conversation. They just want somebody to dump on. Understandable. Does anything in their situation reflect something back to you? Is there something you can learn from them? Or is there some way that you can redirect where they are to help them be in a better place? Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine this week, and he came to this realization that when we pray for things like patience, like love, God cannot give us those things. He can only present us with opportunities for those things. It is our free will and what we do with it that creates it or negates it. So when we ask for patience and then we're stuck in traffic for three hours, it's an opportunity for you to develop patience. When you're asking to be helped out of financial situation and then people start asking you to do things and offering to pay you for it, it's an opportunity. If you don't take it, that's your decision. And again, the universe will help you in any way that it can. But first and foremost, you need to be ready and available and willing to help yourself. If you're not willing to do the work, there's nothing anyone or anything in the universe can do for you. In who do you find rest and who do you find taxing? The people you find taxing, maybe there is an opportunity for you to learn something. What is it you're supposed to be seeing? Do you see yourself in that person? Were you that person a couple of years ago maybe? Or do you still have traces of that? How do you fix it? Are you being too judgmental? What's happening in these situations? This is what you need to look at. So the topic of rest ultimately brings us back into faith and into trust. In order to truly find rest, there has to be trust there. When we talk about resting, a physical rest, a lot of people say, but there's so much to do. Well, there's, it's, there's always going to be a lot to do. And it doesn't mean you put things off indefinitely. But even physically, studies have shown that people in work situations who power nap for 20 minutes, 25 minutes, in the middle of the afternoon, then get up and start working again, are much more efficient than those who push through. In other countries, rest is it's a given. 
you take your vacation. In America, you're looked down on if you take your vacation, which is ridiculous. You need your rest. You need that one day at least in order to reconnect and check out where you are. So where else can we find rest? Well, part of finding rest is being able to relax into someone else, being able to trust that that person will be there for you when you need them. So part of rest also has to do with relationships. A good, healthy marriage will give you rest. That doesn't mean you dump everything on your partner. What it means is that you both hold up your end. And if something should happen, if one person becomes sick, if there's a situation, you know that your partner will be there to stand by you and to help you through it. That is rest on the most basic level. So how do we learn how to relax without feeling guilty, without feeling like we're being lazy, without feeling like we're missing something? Practice, practice, practice. If you're a workaholic like I was, you really do need to start smaller. And you start by taking 15 minutes a day. And don't tell me you don't have 15 minutes. Everybody's got 15 minutes a day. Even if you're sitting on a john, whatever it takes, you take 15 minutes a day for yourself. You can journal. You can read a book that you wanted to read, nothing heavy duty. Like you want to read like Harry Potter or, or something that's entertaining. Eat a Sunday. Do something that you enjoy that feeds you, that feeds your soul, and not necessarily anyone else. 15 minutes a day. Make it a habit. Eventually, you want to work that into an hour a day. And then at least one day a week where you have a couple hours solid. Don't feel guilty. Guilt has nothing to do with it. It is a completely useless emotion in these instances. You are taking care of yourself. If you do not rest, if you do not refresh yourself, if you do not fill your bucket, you will have nothing to give to anyone else. And this has been proven time and time again. Anytime we look at this, it's obvious that if you don't take care of yourself first, eventually you burn out. And what happens with some people is what we call spiritual burnout. Spiritual burnout happens when people feel like they have to do, 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 and they don't really take the time to truly center themselves and truly access their connection and maintain that. We find that with a lot of people who just push their religious beliefs on others all the time who don't really understand what they're saying and don't really have a connection, and that's obvious in their lives. It can be seen in their personal relationships. Oftentimes it can be seen in their work life where things are just chaotic 
And that's not to say that even as a person who's connected, you don't have moments that are chaotic. But for the most part, when you honor your connection with God, there's a smoothness there. There's a smoothness to your being. There's a peacefulness that's there that can be sensed by the people around you oftentimes. Like the Dalai Lama. Where the building can be falling down around you and you just very calmly do what needs to be done. Finding rest. Finding rest no matter what is going on around you. Finding that peace within is your connection to spirit. That faith, that trust in God that is so strong that nothing can interfere with it. Sin is that disconnect. So overworking would be a sin, not taking a rest, not nurturing that connection. You need to nurture yourself. You need to be your own mom. How many times I heard that in the 80s, boy. Whew. That was a big theme. But think about it. How much do you do for other people that you don't allow other people to do for you? How much do you do for other people that you don't do for yourself? We look at things and we look at, I'm going to use the example of a mother because I'm a single parent myself. We look at a good mother as being sacrificing. They sacrifice. But when you sacrifice everything, you don't take care of yourself. What really are you teaching your children? What are you giving them? You might be giving them a new iPod. They might have the latest clothes. But are you giving them the life lesson that you are important and they are important? What are you teaching them really? A child learns what they live. Be very aware of what you're teaching them. Are you teaching them dishonesty? Are you teaching them to hide their true selves? Are you teaching them to be compassionate with others? Or are you teaching them hate? Are you teaching them judgment? Look at your own behavior. That's what your children model. When my daughter was a, a toddler, the easiest way to know that uh, I was in a bad mood would be when she would start reacting back to me, like she would mimic back to me the way I was speaking. And I didn't even realize that I was speaking in a certain tone until she would like parrot it right back to me. And then I would get frustrated with her and she'd be like, well, Mom, that's what you said. And immediately I'd have to check myself and be like, oh, wait a second, that is me. That's not her. So children are often a very good reflection of where you are. Instead of immediately judging and disciplining them, try to figure out like where you're coming from. And make sure you have open communication with one another. Your children should be able to rest in you. They should know where you're going to be, what angle you're going to come from. There should be some confidence there as to 
how much you can step up for them. So one more time. In the Bible and other great works, God extols us to take a rest. And by rest, they mean yes, not working, to step away from the hustle and bustle of everyday life. They also mean to relax into, to trust in your faith, to become refreshed, to find your spiritual food, and to partake of that, and to release yourself from stress, release yourself from worries. Stop watching your neighbors and worrying about what they're doing. Stop worrying about things that you cannot control. Just desserts will be served in their own time. Everything has its purpose. And you watching something and worrying about it doesn't change it. It just steals energy from you, energy that you could be using to a much better purpose. So we have three minutes remaining. I want to hear from you. I want you to email me, contact me, and let me know what topics you would like to be discussed in the future. Spirit generally gives me a topic, but I always like to have a bit of direction from my audience to see what direction you want to go in. Do we want to do something more intensely with Bible study? Do we want to do um, more meditation? Do we want to do more things specifically on um, self-empowerment? Let me know. Contact me with questions. Contact me with suggestions. I would love to hear from you. Have a great Thanksgiving. This is a time for gratitude. Look around you. Look at some of the things that don't make you comfortable. And try to figure out, okay, how does that fit into my life? Why is that there? What is it supposed to be teaching me? What can I do with that? Figure it out. Look at it. And allow it to help you in your spiritual journey. There's nothing around you that you can't handle. And I know sometimes you feel completely overwhelmed. We all do. And at that time is when you need to take your rest, when you need to retreat from the world and back into the bosom of spirit and allow that flow to enter you and wash away your worries and help you become more centered in who you are and where you're going and what you're supposed to be doing. This is Hawaii Psychic Geraldine St. Joseph coming to you live from Philadelphia. We'll be on the East Coast for a while, so if you would like to schedule a private session or you'd like to have me come give a speech, a talk, a seminar, or teach a class, just contact me at Geraldine at voiceofspirit.com. That's G-E-R-A-L-Y-N at voiceofspirit.com. Check out my website, PsychicInHawaii.com, and also VoicesSpirit.com and GabrielStrumpet.net, or come visit me on Facebook.
So what is your homework for this week? I think that's pretty obvious. Your homework for this week is to rest, relax, learn how to relax, figure out what refreshes you. Surround yourself with people you find refreshing. And look around you and be grateful for what's being given, for what's around you. Find your rest. Strengthen your faith. Nurture your soul. This is Hawaii Psychic, Geraldine St. Joseph, reporting to you live from Philadelphia. Signing off from Blog Talk Radio. This is your spiritual journey. Keep walking the path. Don't just talk. Be a light. Let the world see you. And I'll see you hopefully on Sunday. Mahalo.